Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney's. I'm a tall, handsome, rich, oh, funny. Yeah. The 6'6 the, the rule? I'm the 888 rule. Oh, okay. are you? I mean, I ate a lot. I eat my feelings. I ate a lot of food. And <laughs> I ate an 8 inch sub. <laughs> and I go to bed at 8 p.m. That's my. There it is. Dave and Mahoney. Being on the side of a urinal, that seems. I'm still a young, virile man. Are you? I still have, you know, some PSI behind my urine. <laughs> you think that if there was like a fire across the room, you could put it out, maybe? I mean, after What is I, PSI? P spraying impact? Per square inch. Uh, Oh, power shotgate. <laughs> or P per square inch. Dave <laughs> and Mahoney. It's the dopamine hits of like, yeah. oh, my little package has arrived. So I was like, yeah, man, maybe nobody's I Nobody's ever that. No, nobody's ever said that and been that excited. <laughs> my little package has arrived. Yes. That's, what I, that's how I normally announce myself. <laughs> hey. I'm here. All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. There is a syphilis epidemic. Oh, yeah. This, this is going around, man. Is it? Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's all sorts of babies being born with syphilis. It, it ain't good. I, I actually saw a billboard for this the other day, like a standalone, like not even a digital one, like a permanent one, where I'm like, man, it's got to be getting serious that they're putting up like the billboard that's going to be up for months at a time about the baby syphilis epidemic. Yeah, this is not a, uh, like, hey, people, like, I get it. Like, you're horny, but, like, you, if, if, you're, if your junk hurts, is don't get the, tested. Is that the one where it burns when you pee? Oh, syphilis is, like, real bad. Like, syphilis it's not, can go to your brain and yeah. literally melt your brain. That's what, uh, who's the mobster that died from syphilis? Was it Al Capone? Al Capone, yeah, Capone, right? Yeah. Like, your brain legit melts and, yes, you ooze. Ew. Yeah, you know you got it. This isn't like one of those ones where you're like, I don't Do know. I, have it? I don't yeah. know. It's not one of those things that stay dormant in men. <laughs> you're aware. The uh, CDC emphasizes the need for aggressive syphilis testing to be incorporated into routine care during early stages of pregnancy to ensure that mothers and their babies receive the necessary care. I guess that in 2012, so, you know, a little over a decade ago, there was like 300 cases of babies born with syphilis. In 2022, just last year, 3,700 cases. So you're talking about more than 10x. The only reason why I feel like that would happen is because there was a lot of jobs that were lost through the pandemic and maybe people don't have the type of health insurance where you're able to go and get free tested unless you're going to a parent clinic. As somebody who has had an STD, who did not have insurance at the time, that's they what the free have, clinic is for? They have free clinics. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I've never had syphilis. Well, when you, I didn't have syphilis <laughs> either. You haven't lived yet. I had chlamydia. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get it straight. I'm sorry, because I don't want to put that voodoo, because the we, clap you can fix. Syphilis is good, like, those are a little bit. Chlamydia is actually not the clap. What is the clap? Gonorrhea. Ah, oh my I gosh. No. But, uh, <laughs> so go circling back, they have free clinics, like literally free clinics for that sort of thing, and you can remain Anonymous. There you go. Mahoney's telling the truth right here. Or over, you can use the name Dave Farah. No, do not do that. <laughs> they say over 90% of newborn syphilis cases in 2022 could have been prevented with just timely testing and treatment during the course of pregnancy, and it can lead to some really, really serious oh, yeah. stuff. Also, then how did those doctors, how did every OBGYN along the way not notice the fact that the woman had syphilis, though, too? I mean, yeah. like, is all, are all of those pregnancies going without a proper OB? Probably. I mean, yeah. what? I mean, I think, here's the thing. If you're not getting syphilis treated, do you think you're really going to all your OBGYN uh, appointments? My Probably guess is, not. new. Yeah. 
Got some questions. Some good news today as well. Mahoney, you've been talking about wanting to uh, to lose a couple of pounds. Sure. Uh, there's now a new way to lose a couple of pounds without having to uh, do a whole bunch of diet and exercise. Does it, yeah, does it require <laughs> no sort of effort and or willpower and a reasonable amount of money? They said uh, just uh, just stay positive. Oh yeah, just your, you know how you view your weight loss journey going. Is that if I if I if I view myself as a thinner man, I will be a thinner man, Dave. They said that the good news approach emphasized the benefits of weight loss, meaning that you know it's real easy. I, we've all done it so many times where you know you're doing a diet and then you get frustrated or you get sick or whatever, and it just goes off the rails. Right, and that's a lot of the, what the problem is. Like if you're just positive about okay this you know there's going to be some bumps in the road there's going to be some things that come and go that maybe aren't going to be ideal and if you just have a good attitude about it you'll probably be more See, successful. mine's none of those things it's not like something there's a roadblock in the way where i, I lose my motivation no i don't it's uh, a cheese block yeah, well, well it's convenience you eat out of convenience yeah, no it's, it's i get hungry that's the only thing that's that's that's, that's, my, that's my hurdle i'm hungry your boy is hungry and you're hungry Right then, right there, need a pizza. I mean, yeah. like, for real, I feel like if you are sitting here doing this positive, positivity, mm-hmm. weight loss journey like this study is telling you mm-hmm. to do, just view it like that. Like, hey, man, I didn't eat out today. That's a win. Yeah, one, one thing at a time. Yeah, you're not a DJ Khaled. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Audrey, have you ever met somebody in your entire life that is able to take something as innocuous as going for a walk in their neighborhood and making it extraordinarily dramatic like my husband. Why are you coming at no, me already? Why I'm, you, I'm not coming why at you. Why are you bringing you? that heat right, off, right <laughs> out the not, gate, man? I'm saying you find ways to make just strolling around your neighborhood into high drama. And this time you swear it's true. Uh, Dave, mm-hmm. first off, uh, let's... let's Ask Audrey. Have you met anybody like that, Audrey? No, I have not. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're one of a That's kind. That's not a compliment. No, she's saying I'm not that guy. That you're not that guy. That... I'm not making a mountain out of a molehill with my walks around my neighborhood. Well, why don't you share with us what happened now? <clears throat> so I'm with my wife <laughs> two days ago, uh-huh. and we're walking around the neighborhood, as we do, as she forces me to do because yeah. she doesn't want me to die. Right. Because it's the only form of exercise that I get. I need to really just get on some Ozempic. Or just like <laughs> sure. walk. Like, like I'm she just, just asked you to walk around the neighborhood a time or two. Spend well, some time and chat with her. Old, nice little walk and talk. 45 time. minutes to an hour every time. So it's not I like. I thought you loved your walks. I do like walks, but I'm real fat right now. And I'm in a real lazy part of my life where I don't want to do anything. So you're so just pouting while you're doing it. Instead of doing the walking, you just want to do Ozempic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know that, like, on Ozempic, you don't have an appetite. Like, I, I don't think you would survive well, that. Well, I would think I'd be fine. I've got plenty of, uh, I got plenty of stores. No, I, I think, I don't think that, like, physically you would run out of fat anytime soon. I'm saying that, like, your favorite thing is eating. It is. And so if you didn't have an appetite, I feel like that would be hard on you. Maybe mentally. I could, you know, maybe I could parlay that into something more productive in my life. Mm. Like walking. No, sure. <laughs> so my wife and I are out for a walk, and it's, you know, the sun's setting, and it's a nice evening out. And, you know, we're walking by this area that leads out to, like, a walking path near our neighborhood that people can walk in and walk out of. And so there's a car that's parked really, like, right in front of it, which is weird because there's, like, a no parking area to begin with. Mm. And guy opens the gate, and his dog which is like a, which is like a blue healer, which okay. I think okay. those are usually like pretty well-behaved, good dogs. It's, it's Bluey from the kids' TV show 
Bluey. Yeah. You gotta love you gotta love Blue Healer. This dog runs up and like like looks like it's coming straight for my wife. Mm. I mean, like starts running like and barking. Not like a friendly, like, hey, I'm excited bark. It's no, I'm gonna bite you bark. So I kick into defensive mode mm-hmm. immediately. Right. Because I am always prepared to punt a vicious attack dog right. that's coming at because people I care about. Because every dog you see on walks, somehow, some way, always is on the attack. Have you noticed that this every do- dog no. you encounter? In, in fact, you... No, it's an angry pug that is now dead in my neighborhood. And yeah. it's this there's dog. there's been other dogs, too. I, I mean, Not in this neighborhood. I've lived a fairly full life. I've never seen an attack pug. I've never heard of an attack pug until you. So I'm not saying that you're being... Overly dramatic. I'm not being overly dramatic. It's this dog possible. charges my wife, so I yell at the dog, uh-huh. just like, "Hey, hey!" Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting rowdy. Like I'm prepared to straight up <laughs> Baxter this dog out of my neighborhood. Uh huh. Okay. So the dog. You want to kick Bluey? Got it. I do. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna, if it's gonna bite my wife or me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't want to. I don't. I, I, I am going to defend. Were your actions warranted? Yes. So the dog shifts his attention to me, and now I am his target. And he starts barking and getting aggressive with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to defuse the situation by screaming at it. Well, I after he's focused his attention on me and away from my wife, I, she is now in the clear. You know, I try to calm down. Did you have a pocket full of beef jerky as you normally do? I did not, ah. unfortunately. <laughs> This time. Was the dog just hyper? Like, I mean, where were no. the owners? Were the they owner saying, I'm sorry, he's actually really friendly? The like- owner the owner was, like, behind, like, behind dog, again, not on a leash, which I'm like, okay, whatever. And he's, like, yelling at his dog to try to get the dog to come back mm-hmm. to him. So he the noticed dog's that not, the dog's being aggressive. The dog's not, yeah. The dog's not listening to him. So he's, like, trying to run over and trying to, like, get his dog. Mm-hmm. But he's got the leash in his hand. Okay. And he refused, like, for whatever reason, you know, he's like, he grabs the dog by the collar and he, like, starts to, like, bring it over to the car. And then he lets the dog go again. Doesn't put the leash back on the dog. And the dog turns back around and runs at my wife again. And at this point, I am no longer mad at the dog. I am mad at the owner because why would you take a dog that's already harassing people and getting aggressive with people and not put it back on the leash after it's already shown. Did you get into a screaming match with the owner? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. And I want to know if I'm in the wrong here. No, I I think that if if there are leash laws for a reason, and I feel like you are warranted if this dog was actually being aggressive and this, because sometimes you're being dramatic, right? I'm not. Sometimes in this moment, it sounds sounds like, like your story is... Accurate, like I mean, the attack pug was no, it doesn't. Was drama. I've never seen that pug. That pug was an <laughs> attack pug is drama, but I mean, so this is kind of like why we're kind of is, is Mahoney crying wolf? No pun intended. Like because the attack pug has been drama in the past. We've heard a lot of these stories in the past, and but I'm just this, saying this does feel like it could be uh, it could be an owner's my, my, issue. My wife was not super happy with me because I said some choice words. To the guy, uh-huh. I called him a blanking idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, and I said, get your damn dog. Like, dude, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, so my take is that, like, if the dog had, I don't know, bit someone, then the dog was gonna bite my it wife. Was, it was, but that dog knew he was he was about to get Martin Gramatica out of my neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> Whoever that who's 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 somebody else who's kicked a 60 yard punt before. 
So I don't know. She was she was she was very unhappy with. You know, with Grammatica, so not she, like Justin Tucker or somebody who like who can like who's currently been king. I mean, Grammatica did jump and like blow out his ACL, I know, which I feel like's like more. That's what you do. Something I would do. <laughs> it's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Hey, Audrey, I heard your story about your grandmother, or rather your father's mother, and come on, girl, grow a set of balls, okay? You're not 12. Just grow a set, honey. Thanks. Message deleted. Dude, I love how brave everyone is when it comes to it's telling somebody us else. how to deal with our family members. Like anytime that I'm talking about how my wife steamrolls me on something, we'll get calls like, Bro, you just gotta tell her how it is. I'm like, no, I do not. What are you talking about? Also, way to like lay on. You know what, ma'am? I have emotional trauma. And and I love how you're just leaning into the uh traumatic emotional abuse I have been enduring yeah, since two Audrey, years old. Where are your testicles? Let me, yeah, let, me let me suggest something real quick here, Audrey. Right I think here, we I'll can, shove them down think, her throat. I think you should uh I think you should stand up to this lady. That's what I just did. I said I'd shove my balls oh. down her throat. Well, I don't, that's so goodness rude. Gracious. Like, what in the world? Like, she's like, yeah, would you grow a set of balls and stand up to your step grandmother who's halfway raised you since you were two years old? Blech. Like, what the hell? Like, cool lady. Also, thanks. How old are you calling in and talking to me that way? Gross. Please leave a message after the tone. You know, the whole thing about daylight savings time and, oh, I don't want to get up when it's dark or drive home when it's dark. For many years, I worked on the ski patrol, 27 years. Skiing is in the dead of winter, you know. I would get up in the morning and I would drive up to the ski hill and it'd be dark. And I'd get done with my day and I'd drive home and it would be dark. You just deal with it. You learn to deal with it. And, uh, you know, it's not a big issue. Using that as an excuse for daylight savings time? Nah. Totally bogus. Message deleted. First off, sir, it's daylight saving time, not daylight savings time. No, man, it's Kroger's. <laughs> it's Walmart's. People people get so pissed about that. I just put, put Nessus on stuff. I will say there is certain things that universally people love to complain about, and it's daylight saving time every year mm-hmm. all over the country with how dark it's getting, how early. Well, we do it but right. I mean, that is pretty annoying. No, but the, the, the other thing that every single time you're going to hear a complaint, Bar none, no question about it. And you know this, Mahoney. If you walk up to a dude's bathroom, call it at a sporting event, and there's a line for the men's bathroom, but there's not for the women's, there's always some local yokel in line who's going to point out, like, can't believe there's a line for the dudes and not for the women, bro. (laughs) Every time. Just watch. All right. This might be too philosophical of a question, but it's just a thought. Why is it not called a milk shook once it's already made? Just curious. Message deleted. Yeah, that was Why very philosophical, very profound, a sir. A milk shook instead of a milkshake. Nobody shakes. Ma- nobody shakes, or nobody shooks the shake. You should just call it like a milk blender because you're not even shaking the shake. Yeah. No, he's saying that you shake the shook. You don't shook the shake. You don't shook it. Yeah, you, that's that what you do to shook. clams. No, you shake shook it. And that, you shook, shook a clam. No, Is it shook? No, not shook. That's shucking. No, that's like when you, you your shoulders. That's, that's when your that's when your shoulders go up. <laughs> that's shrugging. You can't what shake the shook and the shrug. Then it's different than a shuck. What, what, I thought that was like a crappy tree. Am I having an aneurysm? <laughs> yes. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. 
So let me ask you guys a very personal question. How much credit card debt do you have? Not much. Not much? That's Because I can't get a credit card. Okay, so that's a whole different issue. <laughs> I mean, do you feel, because you actually got rid of your credit cards. Yeah. How many years ago now? Before, during the pandemic. So we'll say about, or what was that, 2020? And so a lot of people do that. You know, they'll cut up their credit cards and they'll close the accounts and they think that that's, the right thing to do, and mm. it's because you know, kind of remove the temptation of spending money that you know doesn't feel like real money because you're just swiping a card. It's uh, so stupid. Don't ever do that. Yeah, so that's uh, that that is a valuable lesson to be learned. Is uh, don't, don't ever do, do that. I mean, my at my peak, I was at twenty thousand, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt back in like two thousand and nine, two thousand ten. And you got out of it? Oh yeah. Was that oh, a, dude, was that like a single credit good. card, that's multiple? Awesome. Credit yeah, cards? all I had was one, and I it was maxed out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, you know, that's impressive that you got out of it. That's It's tough to do because yeah. like, when you've got, you know, the minimum payments that you're only making, the balance is never going down. You're just feeding money into this yeah. thing. Once you get that high, you know, when you're at that fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 mark, mm-hmm. your payments are like five dollars $600 a month, and it never goes down. So, you know, it took it, it took a lot of willpower to get out of there, you know, but luckily we, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I luckily I have a lot of willpower. A lot of willpower. <laughs> or we just hit a, hit a couple bonuses and then I put it all towards that. Yeah, and, and around that time is when your your wife was taking over the finances, and I think that no, helped no, it was before her. It was before it was her. Before her. Okay, this was this was when I was in the let's get out of debt and then try to save up for a house phase in my life, and it worked and good sure. for you. Uh, but credit card limits have hit a new high. In the United States, they say Americans owe, you ready for this? How much? What do you guess? I'm going to say per person, the average, I'm going to, what would you say, Mahoney, like 30000 40000 per person? I'm talking an all-in no. number. Like how much money do you think is owed on credit cards? One trillion dollars. It is, it is more than that. More than a trillion. It's $1.08 trillion. Wow. Yeah, isn't that something? And that is, I mean, and you're talking like credit card rates right now or... Through the, the roof. Ru- I mean, credit card rates, even when we have, like, when lo- borrowing money was cheap, it was, uh, you know, pretty, uh, it was like, you're looking at 25, 27, 33% on some cards if you if you got bad credit. But here's, the, this is crazy, considering we're over a trillion dollars in credit card debt as a country. So listen to this, credit card balances increased by $154 billion year over year. Wow. Because people cannot afford... We cannot afford daily living, so you have to find a way to live. Yes, man. I mean, like, you're over-leveraging everything that you have just so that you can get groceries. I've been there. I mean, we've all been there. Absolutely. The cost of living, you just can't compete with the prices that are gas and groceries, your mortgages, your rent, because some people can't even get a house, man. Like, I get it. I'm not shocked, really, by this number. Well, if you want to get even crazier, I saw also, you know, one point, you said one point. 0.05 trillion 1.08 so 1.08 and i think we're in i think it's around 1.2 trillion dollars in uh car loans mm-hmm. here in the country and student loans are i think at like 1.4 trillion dollars so if you add all of that together that's damn near four trillion dollars or three and a half four trillion dollars worth of you know the most common debt that you see here in america and that is wild yeah to it's me. wild because you're never gonna get out. Of well, it. they want us to work until we die. That's no, what it use, is. Use Mahoney's method. He figured it out. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's. So, but I mean, to Mahoney's Oof. point, that's credit card debt, right? Yeah. On top of 
like you said, I didn't you have ha- student if, debt. If or you have student a loan debt, if you have a car payment, and if you have credit cards, I mean, most people are like, well, don't get your Starbucks. That's the one joy that people have is going to get the coffee every day. That's not going to be able to make it to where you said, Mahoney, a $500 minimum payment for just your credit card. Yep. Yeah, you're drowning. Well, people I, are drowning. One of the things that I think that, you know, we as people are just, you know, we want things that we, you know, at the time when we're younger or older, we just can't afford. And so we throw it on there. And, you know, well, I think predatory too, man. Sure. I, mean, I remember walking around on college campus and they're like, we'll give you a free t shirt. Yeah, with you've the been an Amex member since like, what, 96? Like 99. <laughs> yeah. Because I, like in high school, I want to get a free t shirt out I of it. I got a, uh, a credit card whenever I was moving across the country because I wanted to take a job in, uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah. And in order to do that, I had to be able to pay for it somehow, right? So I asked for a credit card. They locked me in at a 26% interest rate. And you know what? That's actually, according to today's standards, kind of a bargain. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was whenever I was 24. So, gosh, that's almost 10 years ago. (gasps) No. Gross. (laughs) This is David Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So to kick off Pop Trash today, we have a very weird situation that developed on the Manning cast of Monday Night Football. Not sure if you guys caught this, but uh, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger on during the game. So if, you haven't, if you're not familiar with the Manning cast, it's like, you know, Peyton and Eli Manning doing commentary, like side commentary of the game. And they tend to have a lot of guests on and do interviews. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was the guest this week. But it wasn't just Arnold Schwarzenegger. He brought a friend with him. He brought his... Pet donkey. Hell yeah. Dude, he Have loves you not that, seen that dude, he cute loves that donkey. guy? He loves that donkey. And uh, the, the Manning brothers were very surprised that he just had a donkey essentially sitting in his lap while he's doing the interview with him. But I mean, top 10 hilarious improv content. Like, I mean, you obviously are going to do the same thing you do every single week and talk about sports and football, but with the added... You got donkey? Are and you the Terminator? Me? You got what? the Terminator and a lovable donkey? Donkey, are you kidding? 10 out of 10. I would have, If I would have known it was going to happen, I would have watched it. That's the only reason. Lulu is the donkey's name. Oh, and I know. Honestly, you know, the uh, the football game, fairly boring, you know, pretty yeah, lopsided. Yeah, game was eh. Jets not really able to get anything going. So certainly a highlight for us. And, uh, you know, I didn't know that Arnold Schwarzenegger, I knew about his donkey. I didn't know that he also, you know, had a pet pony and a pet pig. You got to follow him on his Instagram, Instagram man. Instagram and yeah. TikTok. Am yeah. I missing out? Yeah, you're yeah. I guess out. I am. Because he just lets, whenever you think pet donkey, you're not thinking, you're feeling like he's got a farm for it, that there's land for it. No, this thing is roaming inside of his it's home. It's like a dog. Yeah, yeah just yeah. hanging out in his house. Uh, speaking of ponies, Mahoney, you'll appreciate this. Uh, Slow Horses, one of the shows that you really enjoy. On Apple TV+, Plus. they have just rolled out their trailer for season three. Uh, one of my favorite shows on Apple TV+, Plus. Gary Oldman is in it. And mm-hmm. if you are a fan of acting, Gary Oldman may be one of the top three actors of a generation. And Slow Horses, you know, the fact that they continue to knock out seasons uh, you know, time after time after time. And this is based on, like, a British spy novel. You know, it's about a group of kind of, like, lovable but not great, uh, their version of uh, C- CIA, the MI6 or MI5 uh, agents over there, and they're led by Gary Oldman. It's uh, it's really good. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, binge it now and get ready for that new season. New season going to drop on November 29th. There's going to be a two-season or two-episode debut like they do a lot of times for Apple. Hell shows. yeah. See, I feel like every time I look on Apple and all of the top 10 and any like streaming network, I feel like it's all phony. Because what do you mean that Hijack with Idris Elba is in the top 10? I watched that, and it was not good. 
It wasn't terrible. It wasn't top ten of all of the shows that they had. It's in front of Slow Horses. There's a lot. Well, because Slow Horses hasn't been, you know. uh, It's shrinking. No, but Hijack just came out not too long ago, about a month and a half, two months ago. And it's Idris Elba. Women of America and the world love them. That's why I watched it. It was garbage. Yeah, Yeah, see, but you watched it. You're, you're part and of the problem. And it was garbage. You're part of the problem why it's you in the still, top ten. You, you still count. This. That counts. You okay, well, we need to go through and fix the way this algorithm works. We need to be able to thumbs down stuff that's not good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe superhuman. He uh, He's walking. Did you see him at the stadium the other night? I walking didn't. around without any sort of assistance, without any sort of cane, anything like that. And this is after, you know, he just tore his Achilles on... Game one. September 11th was the day. So that was 50... Eight, nine days ago, something like that. Never I mean, it's forget. not that long ago, and he's out here walking around without anything on. Uh, they're saying Must that be the very- ayahuasca, healing properties. <laughs> no, the reason why I said that he's superhuman is because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like, you know, 40, and the fact that he's healing this quickly, and they're saying the fastest that they've ever seen anyone heal from this type of injury in NFL yeah, history. Yeah, he wouldn't be Superman, Dave. That would be Wolverine. Wolverine has superhealing pros- uh, powers. does look a bit more like Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Kind of like Wolverine without the muscles. This is Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, I know that you're not the world's biggest soccer fan, but there's certainly an appreciation that you can have for how big of superstars some of these players are. I mean, we've seen what's happened in Miami with Messi going to play there and how it's like kind of changed the landscape. Took of, one of the worst teams, and they end up winning the damn cup in well, the same season. And uh, and one of the hottest tickets even before they'd played a single game. Right. You know, it was like 10x. I what mean, they Messi's were probably, I mean, the biggest sports star in the world. I mean. He's out there like Ronaldo. You could make an argument. You know, Neymar obviously is. is but a, Messi's better than all of them. For sure. But, I mean, like, this is a story about Neymar. I guess there was a really terrifying situation that involved a home invasion. So he lives in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, and I guess there was some people that three men broke into his house, his condo, in Sao Paulo on early Tuesday morning. Uh, Him and his uh, significant other were not there at the time. His parents, or her parents, were present, rather. But there was two armed men, another suspect. They went into the residence. They tied up her parents. Jesus. And stole a whole bunch of items, like you'd expect, watches, designer purses, jewelry, but what's really wild is that they were allegedly looking for not only him and his significant other, but also their newborn baby girl. Oh, that's just like, you got to find these people. I was going to make a joke about him, you know, because Neymar's actually uh, in Call of Duty. Oh, yes. And so's Messi. So they're both like operators that you can play as in, uh, you know, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, so, but I was going to say, you know, he's probably got some uh, gun training from, uh, you know, having them do his uh, character and all that. But, man, anybody who's going to go after somebody's family, especially a baby, they're just garbage, man. They, they don't they don't belong on this planet. It feels very reminiscent to what we saw happen with Kim Yeah. in Paris. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, that's legit traumatizing. I mean, it, this is... This is so far removed from what we're usually seeing whenever it comes to celebrities and their crazy stalkers. Like, obviously, this is targeted, yeah. which I hope that they catch him. So one of the suspects is a 20-year-old. He was arrested during the act. He is believed to be one of the neighbors, and he's the one that provided access to the neighborhood for <gasps> the other suspects. Like, you got to move, no. right? Yeah. Like, that's just... Or you hire, yeah, I mean, which, again, he has all the 
you know, means of the world. You hire the meanest, baddest security, and then you just terrorize that dude. I, it just feels like such a violation sure. of, you know, especially like when you're, you know, significant others, parents are the ones that got tied up. Yeah. Like, what a terrifying you situation. You cannot continue to live them, that person, that 20-year-old who lives in that neighborhood. Yeah. You should not be, first of all, you should be convicted. You're an associate to a crime, but also... You should not be able to be living in that neighborhood if you're just granting access That's gotta be and be against, a criminal. It's got to be against the HOA terms. Yeah, and you got to pull weeds, too. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. Dave at Ed Mahoney. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What are some important lessons from your childhood that you carried all the way into your adult lives? Message deleted. So I had a lot of siblings. I've got four brothers and a sister. And the thing that I've always learned is that I am allowed as one of the older siblings to absolutely terrorize my younger siblings. And there's there's no limits on it. You can do whatever you want. As a life lesson you Legally. learned? Um, but nobody else is allowed to. That's a life lesson. Yeah, you nobody can beat up okay. your younger brothers. Yes. Or your older brothers, but nobody else. One of my proudest moments is where one of my younger brothers was getting uh, whitewashed, which in Minnesota, when there's a lot of snow, you take somebody's face and you rub it in the snow. Oh, my goodness. And it's it's pretty brutal. That is brutal. There was, a, there was a kid who was a bully from school that was doing that to, uh, to my younger brother, Daniel, and I body-checked that kid into a different zip code. I came running <laughs> up and just... Boom! And he went flying into the snowbank and stuck <laughs> like a little arrow. And I was like, come with me, Daniel. You are safe now. So family over everything. Over everything. So the lesson that I was, that was drilled into me by my dad, who is a Marine. Uh, we got the Marine Corps birthday coming up here in a couple days. Same with Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. It's also his birthday. All together. That yeah. is a true wow. Marine Corps birthday and his birthday, and he was a Marine, or is a Marine. Mm-hmm. And so that all... Uh, that all that all coincides, but he's a he's a very strict, as you'd expect. Sure. And so throughout my life, I uh, my mantra has always been working smarter, not harder. And how does uh, that sync with the ethos of the? It Marine doesn't Corps? because his <laughs> that the one he drilled into me is that there is an easy way to do things, uh-huh. and there is a hard way to do things, yeah. or the right way to do things. Yeah, and. Uh, he did. The, he always took the right way to do things and tried to convince me to do that. And I've got to be such a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. What does Chris do? Like, I never understood what a producer's job is. Message deleted. Everything. Chris does everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chris, what's the worst part of your job and what's the best <laughs> part of your job? Uh, the best part of my job, honestly, I come in here and I laugh my ass off with my friends every day. And oh, that. Oh. I've done everything, and so for that, people that don't know, I've done everything in radio. Every yeah. job there is in radio, I've done it, and this is by far the best job to have. Uh, the downside is I am responsible for your screw-ups mm-hmm. and, and there, your mistakes. And there is a lot of them, as it a turns out. A lot of yeah. them, and I'm the complaint department, so uh-huh. that would be the uh, the downside. Yep. I think I, you make I, it I love, I, Like, I'm living in a world, like, blissfully ignorant, like, man, I am great. He's, Mahoney's walking around the hallways of this place, and he doesn't realize everyone hates us. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's doing a great job keeping that info from us. He is. Yeah. I Chris, try. Chris I try. Awesome. I try. Professional cuddler. Yes, it's a real job. Message deleted. For the panda and, bears. And think how awful a professional cuddler's job actually is. Like no. you, you think about cuddling, and you're, you're cuddling people that you love in real life. If you're just cuddling whoever pays to cuddle you. 
you are holding someone that is, I've got to assume, sweaty and has nobody else to cuddle with. So, but before you went off on the people tangent, um, the professional panda cuddlers. Oh, that's different. She's talking about just like regular cuddlers. Is she? Right? Yeah, they have assuming? like, there's like, there's cafes <laughs> over in like Japan mm, where you and touch. stuff where you like, you can use, it's not like, I mean, because prostitution, I believe is legal there. In Japan? Or it's just prevalent. Yeah. But I think it's legal. Cool. I think so. Um, but they have these cafes where there's no like sexual things about it, but just because people are hard up for companionship and they just want to go, they pay for an hour and they just cuddle with somebody. Loneliness is a killer. Straight up. I mean, if you are so lonely and you're untouched, it is detrimental to your health. So cool in Japan, man. I mean, I don't know. My, uh, Dave, you said the, the sweaty part. I don't think I've ever thought of that. And I have only ever thought of a professional cuddler as somebody who just, like, hugs pandas. I never thought of it in, like, human form. Ever. Yeah, never like, once. The human form is creepy. Like, it's it's somehow less creepy to cuddle a panda. Because you know that that person, <laughs> like I said, going to be sweaty. And then also, like, what if they, you know, are really happy to be cuddling <laughs> with you? Well, you then know. they get kicked out. It's kind of like, I mean, it's got to be like it? if you're like a weirdo in a what strip club. You got to be able to help it, Dave. What do you mean? What if you can't help it? What if you're just like, you know. So is that what the is that in. what every guy's <laughs> thing is that goes into a strip club then? Oh, I just couldn't help it. Yeah. You get escorted out. Do you? Do they kick you nah, out man, of a strip club? In a strip club, you can. If you're, if you're sitting there. Sp- <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if they just like lined everyone up like, come on, fellas. You can't have your juices and turn the thing into a slip and slide. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Dave and Mahoney. So, man, I don't know if we've seen in our lifetime a collapse like this of what was what they called a unicorn, a company that was worth $47 billion. Now they are in bankruptcy. I mean, if you haven't watched any of the specials on WeWork and how weird of a subculture that was, it is fascinating to watch what they built and why it became so incredibly valuable, but how obscenely weird. They created a workplace cult. Yeah, the, the they really did. I mean, when you watch the, the documentaries that they did on it, because they had a couple of them, I think there's one on Netflix and one on Hulu, and they were both really well done. Jared Leto actually played the guy who was the founder, but it's very, very cultish. Eat, where breathe, sleep, work, repeat. Find people who are also within the WeWork ecosystem to date. You live here. You never go anywhere else. They have breweries. They have places to eat, restaurants in these buildings. And then they're weird retreats. You know, yes. where, like you have to go on this camping and trip. And recruiting to come and work for them as well. And it well. was all and built on a collapsed. lie. Yeah. It was, it, was all, it was all built on cult of personality yeah. and this whole like... You have a and place over- to, to work and to hang out and to socialize, but it's going to give you meaning. And, and over-leveraging. Really yeah, it felt like <laughs> it was a cult, and then it started to unravel. Again, $47 billion was the worth of this company. Well, it was the estimated worth, which is one of those things that you learn in the documentary, is that like it was just fake money. All of that yeah. was not real money. It like, wasn't actually worth $47 billion yeah, or whatever. Like Bumble was uh, estimated to be worth like $20 billion at one point. Now it's worth like... A billion. Yeah. It's but, all fake. It's all fictional. I mean, it's, it's kind of fictional unless you're like one of the people that got wamboozled into investing at that valuation. Sure. In which case, I imagine you are really pissed because they are now worth from $47 billion down to $45 million and in bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, it is brutal. So if you ever watched the uh, the documentaries on WeWork, I, like again, I, I don't know if we've seen 
something like this in our lifetime where it's it's flipped that quickly. It's a Enron, scheme. yeah. Outside of that, maybe <laughs> yeah, Enron. And but, Enron was brutal. I mean, even the stuff with Uber was really interesting. I don't know if you ever watched that one. On, yeah, but Uber actually has a product. They have a product. In, you and know, everyone still uses Uber, and there were some challenges along the way with the original founder and everything else. This one just absolutely went off a cliff. Just like their stock. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. What? stereotypical old person habit have you adopted that has made your life so much better? Haley joining us today. Haley, what do you do now? Um, so the second, oh, sorry. The second I get my W-2, I file, or my W-4, I file my taxes immediately. She's proactive. Yeah, so instead of waiting around or filing an extension like a lot of people do, you're just on it. Dude, you, do you file that thing on, like, because normally you get it on, what? January January 30th yeah, or, or maybe February like 1st or yeah. something like that near the end of the month, and you get your return back with the quickness. You file that thing on April 15th. So you know it comes when everybody, like six months later. So you know when everybody is flexing and like shopping and stuff during April, you're like, you just you just got your tax money back, right? Uh-huh. But whenever you're big balling in January or February, it just looks like you're bougie. Dude, I'm just, <laughs> I'll, I'll it's t- like you got money. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've got friends who are like, don't give the government a nickel extra. And I'm like, I cannot save my money. So I will always take more out of my paycheck than I need. So I will always get a return at the end of the year because I, that always feels like a bonus to me. Even though I know I've already paid it, it just feels like I got more money back. Great advice. Thank you for the well, call the today, crap, Haley. Well, the, the crappy thing about that is that the second you owe the government money, they need it today. Uh-huh. I need it yesterday, but then if you... Oh, if they owe you money, oh, we're going to give you a couple weeks. Check out yeah, yeah, lost in the mail. Yeah, we'll, we'll send it to you in <laughs> eight yeah. months from now. Uh-huh, every time. Hey, exactly. th- thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye, guys. This one from Eric on Facebook.com slash Dave Mahoney said, I get up extra early for work just for the silence now. Oh, I actually am starting to really enjoy that. Like, I, Mahoney, you act. You I know I are the this. one who kind of has influenced me, whether or not you think you do this for yourself. But you were talking about, and Dave, you as well, how you wake up and you make yourself breakfast before you go to work. And it takes you kind of some time to get to work, mm-hmm. like 45 minutes to drive yep. in. But that's your you time and that's your sort of your solitude for the day. Mm-hmm. And I've started to do that myself. You're starting to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm starting to get up a little earlier, even though my whole day is solitude. But, <laughs> but, uh, but like whenever I wake up, and make the breakfast and make myself coffee. It feels, it feels more at peace. It feels because there's nothing else. It's just dark. It's a, and my quiet. morning routine is so important to me, and I'm with you. I, I didn't used to be that way. It was just like you know, you get up and just try to get to it or whatever. Now it's like I've got to have my little routine. It Otherwise, makes me feel it wise up my whole as well. It <laughs> does, yeah. Like you're up before anyone else. There's something that you plebes. <laughs> there's something never. that that I, you know, you see the meme all of the time. Like there's nobody prouder about being up early than a dad on vacation. <laughs> that is so true the way my jaw just dropped. That is yeah. so true. Already made coffee, already did a walk yeah. on the beach. Like, ah, nice to see you finally joined us. <laughs> I've been out for four hours. Uh, Ray is joining us today. What's up, Ray? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. So, like I told you, so I am old. I'll be 63 in December, but two things. I write myself notes for everything now because I forget pretty much everything. And secondly, uh, 
clipping coupons on Sunday morning because I wake up three hours before everybody else, mm-hmm. and I have the apps for the different grocery stores. Yeah. And I will go into the computer and go into the digital coupons, and I kid you not, I saved $90 this past Sunday by going to three different grocery stores. Flexing. Dude. Three, mile, three miles of one another that, at my house. Ray, that's so funny that you say that because somebody on Facebook had commented that they – what they consider their old person habit is they'll intentionally go to the less convenient grocery store across town because they know that layout and they don't want to have to learn the oh, layout of a new, new grocery layout. store. There is Ray, nothing on the worse other than end, a new man. layout. I know. But, like, what? Don't change the layout. But think of, like, Ray, let me ask you this. How much time did it take you to clip all of those or, you know, to get your coupons? Like, what, about an hour or so? Uh, yeah, 45 minutes to See, an and you think about that, Audrey, in this, because I know there's so many millennials who are anti-coupon and don't want to, they feel like it's just an antiquated thing. That's 45 minutes. Let's just round that up. He's making more than $100 an hour, you know, because a penny Save saved money. is a penny earned. Yeah. So, man, that is, that, I mean, that's, that's substantial. Yeah. I just have been influenced. And, 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 I, and I even said to the, at the Glass Grocery, which is Safeway, I walked out and the gal was standing, you know, greeting everybody. I said, Nothing makes me feel better than looking at the bottom of the street seat receipt and seeing that I save fifty seven dollars. Yeah. He's the king of Safeway. <laughs> That's right. He's just strolling through that parking lot of made man. It's like I just paid your, your salary <laughs> That's for right. today. Hey Ray, thanks for the call, man. We <laughs> That's appreciate awesome. you. <laughs> Have a good one. Uh Sarah joining us today. What's up, Sarah? All right. So you gotta start your day off right and make your bed. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Do you full on like make your bed like you tuck that other that like regular sheet in or do you just throw the comforter up? Because that's what I consider making bed. Yeah, no. You line up the pillows, the sheets are tucked, everything's nice and crisp for whenever you come home. You just want to crawl into bed at the end of the day. There is nothing yeah. that just made me so excited. I can't wait to be old. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. I just, all of these things yeah. are some of my favorite things yeah. ever. Whenever you get into bed, so I also have my little yeah. lavender spray I put on it too. So whenever you un, whenever you, you have like, a lavender when spray, you peel them sheets back it's and like you're a, all clean and I shower before I get into bed every I, night. I will say this. I can't wait to go home. <laughs> because yeah. you guys know that Can I'm I like. Retire? You guys, you guys know that I'm living right. apart from my wife right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, because of work and everything else that's going on. Have you made your bed once? I have. I, I only make my bed whenever I know she's going to be in town. Right. That's what I mean. Like, that you do it and so, but like literally, <laughs> like 99 percent of the time, my my like comforter is on the floor. What? Or oh I'm not God. sleeping with a comforter sometimes. Ah. Just just sleeping nude. Yeah. Whatever, man. But like, I will say, anytime I go back to you know the, you know our old house yeah. and you know she makes she's 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 like sarah she makes the bed every day yeah. and i usually get to the house before her because she's at work so i'll like i'll take like a mid-afternoon nap and okay. i'll, Ruin it? And I'll so, slide into oh, that so, let, you so, to break it in. Let, so let, let me ask you this because this is a very real problem that i encounter on a regular okay. basis with my wife because she'll you know obviously i leave before she gets up for mm-hmm. the day and so she'll be the one that makes the bed if i right. have the luxury of having time to take an afternoon nap I have got to reset the bed yes. perfectly, including the unnecessary throw pillows. Well, but you Otherwise, have a nap yeah. blanket. You don't have a nap blanket? What do you mean a nap blanket? No, there's, it's just there's, there's, the there's a blanket that lives on top of, like, the comforter or somewhere in the proximity that is specifically only for naps so that you don't crawl all the way back into bed because the bedtime is for bedtime, so you have a nap blanket in the midst. I have never even heard of a nap you're, blanket. You're, you're, a fake a you're a fake napper. You're a fake napper. We're new to this. <laughs> That's really that's really hurtful. I feel like every like my wife has that that whatever that blanket is down there every time. It's like by the foot. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that little throw thing. That's the that's supposed that's to be a nap blanket. blanket. Didn't even know it. Hey, uh, Sarah, thank you for the call today. Really appreciate you.
Oh, thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful day and take a nap. <laughs> I will. I will. And what's funny teach him how to. Is, is that John right now is joining us and his hack is taking an afternoon nap. Do you do it every single day or is that reserved just for weekends? Oh, no, that's every single day as soon as I get home from work. How long is your afternoon nap? Uh, well, anything over two hours is not a nap. That is, so I would agree. That's a sleep. I would hour disagree. And a half, two hours every day. See, for me, the hour and a half is the cap because otherwise I feel like death waking up. I'm going to get home today after the show. I'm going to be gone for four hours. That is not a nap. That's that a is sleep, a sleep. Nope, that, It's four that, hours. That, that, that is a sleep. nice afternoon nap. Uh, this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Be part of the show. You can call or text us anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY. Well, hit us up on our socials at Dave and Mahoney. Bill is joining us right now. You also have a morning routine, and I imagine that you stick to it religiously? Yeah. Yeah. What is your morning routine like, Bill? Well, it's just, uh, you know, just a monotonous getting up in the morning. Um, every morning when I'm putting my boots on, I'm thinking, like, why am I doing this? Why <laughs> <laughs> so you hang on. Your morning routine is just dread. Dude, but that is also yeah, pretty on par with just like growing up. You're just like, dude, every single day I do this. I put on my boots Wait, and I go. This never ends. Every never, every never. morning I have to do this, this on repeat. Never ends. On repeat. But, but I will say, I, I will say that once I'm going and, and I get into work and the people that I work with, it, it makes it, it does make it worth it. Um, I, I do like what I'm, what I do. I like the people that I work with. That's important, man. That's but actually you're a really human, big deal. Because yeah. sometimes that yeah. bed just is calling, especially yeah. whenever many, you're all cuddly and toasty in there. Uh-huh. Bill, how many alarms right. does it take for you to wake up? Actually, I'm one of those persons that don't need an alarm. Actually. Look at you. What? Do you what sleep with your boots on too, Bill? You overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> all he has to do is tie them. He unties hey, them for I, bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm loosening them up a little bit, and I'm good. Hey, Bill, thanks for the call today, man. We appreciate you. Could you imagine not waking up to an alarm? Like, dude, I I literally get triggered every morning by the sound of my alarm. I hear if that's somebody else's phone ringer, I oh, want to. Yeah. I just want to fight them. Yeah. Like, Wait, I ju- it just sets me off. It's like I I turn into like the Manchurian candidate. Like, I hear that sound, and I'm like, I just want to murder. Mine has specifically gone into the way of like birds chirping because there is nothing worse than that. <laughs> Man, that noise just the eh, eh, to get you out of bed. Mm-mm. I the uh, the amount of abuse that my old alarm clock used to take because I don't know about you guys, but I would just it? punch it to snooze it. Uh, Emil joining us today. You have a little bit of a hack yourself. What do you do? Yeah, I take and I go. I have insomnia, so I go shopping at night, and all the shelves are all stacked with everything that you need, and there's nobody in the grocery stores, and you. Come to find out, you actually save money because they do the markdowns at night. Uh, this man is my grandfather, dude. Yeah. You, my grampy, <laughs> has taught me this for years, and I'm like, dude, I, I will not go to bed. I, I have to go to bed. Like, I can't sit here and find the manager's specials because the, he's this guy's right. At a certain time, everything has to get marked down, like bread and uh, uh, poultry or whatever, or whatever yeah, gets yeah. marked down by the end of the night, so that. You like late night dwellers get the best prices. I mean, and you have to trust this guy when it comes to groceries. His name is Emil. 
It's a meal. That's right. <laughs> see. Uh, also, though, like. <laughs> All right, I know. We're stretching it. Uh, do you feel bad, though, because as a former grocery store employee who stocked the shelves, like when you make that perfect little wall, you walk down an aisle that's got all those perfect walls that you start grabbing from it. You yeah, don't feel any guilt. Emil, we're out here facing all the cans the right way, and you're going to come through and ruin it all at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, yeah, you get you get the you get the fresh fruit, you get the better prices, yeah. and then when you walk up to a checkout stand, you just go right straight through. You know well, what? He's, he's, he's got the recipe. Much he's got the recipe at three a.m. <laughs> and and you know what? The worst part about going to the grocery store is other people, and you get to avoid all of that. You got her going on, man. That is absolutely a good one. This is David Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On David Mahoney. I'm sure towards the top of your list of things that you would like to have done, Audrey, having a meth head as a plastic surgeon has got to be up there, right? I mean, he would be alert. He'd be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the steadiness of his hands. Mm, yeah. I don't know what our meth hands steady. They are not. They're not. They're shaky. I don't think you want, you know, they might be able to do lipo because we know how violent lipo is. So maybe the extra jitters. Oh, true. Could help with the the lipo. Yeah, sure. Again, but also anytime you watch lipo. On television, you're like, why are they? You just beat the hell out of that well, you're person. So violent, like, can you just chill? Stop. Like, are you in a rush? Stop what are it. you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in this case, this is a guy named Dr. William Wright Adams. He's a local plastic surgeon in Florida, arrested twice since 2020 for meth possession. First case was dropped. Now waiting a second meth case, but he is still a practicing plastic surgeon. His license is in good standing, despite. And I mean, I get it. Everyone gets their day in court, right? And if you're not found guilty, then. All right, but you're getting arrested twice for math since 2020. Have you seen the show? It's based off of a true story, Dr. Death. It's about a doctor who literally was doing a ton of just malpractice and negligent sort of things and was able to keep his his license for so long because nobody wanted to rat him out. Nobody in the community wanted to rat him out because it's it's like the one of us. Don't rat on the doctors because they're one of us. They'll okay. start investigating really? us as well. Yes. So to make oh. this case even more wild, uh, the initial traffic stop was related to a 2021 burglary case where a co-defendant claimed that this doctor had hired him to burglarize an ex-boyfriend's home. And what? like, there is just high drama in this case. It's wild. I mean, that is, that makes me so concerned for Anybody that this doctor has practiced but on. But can I get a really good price on a Brazilian butt lift, Dave? Yeah, 40 bucks. I'm in. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a roll the dice on that one because I want these buns to be just plump. So this is a man that was just simply born in the wrong era because we were all conditioned when we were young men and women watching like the Western movies. You'd see the cowboys, you know, racing off into the distance on their horse, squeezing off a couple of rounds from their six shooter. And mm-hmm. you're like, that looks so cool. This guy, unfortunately, in 2023, a little different situation. His name is Robert Matthew Phillips, 37, was arrested in Marathon, Florida after firing a gun in public while intoxicated. And you're like, okay, that seems like a pretty dumb thing to do. Here's where it gets fun. Uh, He was firing a gun while intoxicated and riding a bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you shift? Maybe he's confused the shifter with the trigger. (laughs) He's trying to get it into gear, man. This also happened at 8.15 p.m., which does not seem late enough to be drunk riding your bike, squeezing off rounds into the air. I don't know. It's getting dark earlier. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. And so the the cops show up, and they try to 
to pull him over on his bicycle, and he won't stop. He just keeps riding around. And so they tased him. Hell yeah. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever been drunk on a bicycle? <laughs> Not that I remember. Maybe. So back before I knew you can get a DUI on a bicycle, this was like 2003. Uh-huh. I was like 21. I was dating this girl. And I, I, know, I knew I was drunk. Like, and she lived like... Three miles from my house, and we were in a argument. Wait, some, how how long ago was this? It's like t- about twenty years ago. But still, you were a grown man. I you're twenty one. You're a huffy it over to her house. Well, I had a mountain bike. It was a, I think it was a giant. <laughs> okay, real top of the line uh-huh. mountain bike I yeah, had yeah, there, and like we were like, I think we had like we're having an argument because I knew I was drunk and I couldn't get there, but she was like ready to go. So you're like, oh, don't worry, baby. Hang on a second. I'll, I'll pedal over there. <laughs> so I, I, I distinctly remember riding down like a pretty like major road yeah. to try to get over to her apartment. <laughs> Finally made it there. And I just had, even at 21, when I had all the stamina in the world, I was like, nope. That was it? You couldn't do it? You just passed out. Like, just two pedals and you were done? <laughs> <laughs> Hit the brakes. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, let me ask you this question when it comes to being a woman. Is the idea of childbirth just terrifying to yeah. you? But I don't even know if it's the birth part or rather the the cost. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive. I mean, for real, and, yeah. though, it is so expensive to have a baby. I mean, like, they've got drugs, so you kind of forget how bad it hurts um, after the fact. I mean, and I think that we're actually built to forget the actual pain later um, so that we continue to have babies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I think that there are many things that kind of are jarring. Dave, you've had uh, four babies. Do you, uh, does that, do babies count towards the yearly deductible? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my accountant, who is Hispanic, and he's like, he's like, man, you're having more babies than a Mexican. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I told him that this past year in 2022 when we were doing the taxes that I had another kid. I'm like, does that count? He, you know, because we had the baby in April. He's like, it sure does. Let me get there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, you get a little deduction a there. deductible? But, yeah, it's still not a profitable venture, though. Kids are a huge waste of money. You're right. Well, I'm just trying to, like, if you're going to have <laughs> a baby, can you, like, knock it out on, like, January 2, you know, to meet your uh, meet your quota for the year? Then you got a whole year, just all the medical procedures mm-hmm. on the house. Yeah, are you guys going to have another kid in 2024? No, we are not. And uh, this story is one, I mean, because, you know, my wife is obviously, I view her like a superwoman because it's very impressive you know, having kids and the fact that you sort of have to, you know, walk around in like a diaper for a while after you've had a kid is... They don't tell you that. They don't, they, they don't bring that up. There's and they don't like, tell you they charge you for every diaper that they give you They're either. like the magic of childbirth and you're going to be wearing diapers now. Uh, yeah, not great. Uh, but this is a particular story about an, an exceptionally not great situation with having a baby. Oh. A Canadian woman just gave birth to what they are calling an enormous child. So it was late last month, and this woman whose name is Brittany, uh, she pushed out a 14-pound, 8-ounce infant that measured 21.65 inches in length, meaning this kid is almost 2 feet tall at birth. So she gave birth to, like, a second grader. Yeah, for real. I mean, she had to have a cesarean. There's no way that she pushed that out. I mean, this kid is massive, and I guess this is their fifth child, so she's done the childbirth thing numerous times before. Uh, was delivered by C-section. You're exactly right, and I think it's because when a kid's that big, you, you don't can't. really have an option. I mean, you're, you're, the canal can only go so far, and that just, you pushing that out would just be, I don't think, uh, beneficial to the mother's yeah. health. R.I.P., man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, rip. Yes. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So I'm curious if uh, any of the fellow parents out there maybe have some advice for me on this. So my sweet little five-year-old Olivia, 
had a story of true heartbreak yesterday. Oh, and, no. you know, normally when there's a problem in my life, I do the responsible thing and throw money at it, and that fixes it. <laughs> you can't really do that with a five-year-old. So, you know, I've been out of town you for a could, couple of Dave. days. I, I offered her a $20 her, bill. And I was going to say, a pony, yeah. man. A pony will get rid of... A pony could have... Actually, you know, what am I talking about? Of course that would work. If I just pivoted away from, hey, do you want me to go buy you a toy right now? She would have been fine. But, you know, obviously can't do that every time. So I, I my wife calls me, and I've been out of town for a couple of days. I got back in uh, yesterday, and uh, she was on the way home from school. Olivia was, and my wife called me from the car, and she was on speakerphone. And I was like, hey, Olivia, how was your day? And she goes, not so good, Dad. <gasps> oh, God, and, no. And, oh. You know, I'm kind of, you know, she's like, oh, we're about to pull up here. And she'll, uh, she'll come in and see you, but I didn't get the details of it. And so I'm thinking, you know, like how I can kind of pivot here and be like, hey, you know, everyone has bad days. It happens, this and that. And she just walks into my office and she just has tears in her eyes. And she comes over and just gives me this big hug and like hops in my lap. And I'm like, what's wrong, baby? Like, what, what happened? And she goes, I missed Silly Sock Day. <laughs> Okay. And they had a thing at, at her school in her class, which was Silly Sock Day. Mm-hmm. And my wife was super busy that morning and actually had the silly socks laid out on the kitchen counter and forgot them. And it was just so heartbreaking to her to miss she was Silly the Sock only Day. Only one she in was, class I know. without and Silly Socks. It just broke my heart so much thinking about her walking around all day. Looking at her same matching at, socks. At, at just normal, clean, Any regular socks. Any socks can be silly socks if you try hard enough, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, That's what you so should have told her, Dave. If you just vomit on your socks, <laughs> it'll be silly socks. I have a question, Dave. Yeah. Whenever you're dealing with these situations, because clearly that's kind of funny. Like, I mean, just like the thought you were going to, you had no idea where she was going to go. No what, idea. what this was going to, like. I was going to be mad if someone was mean to her. I thought it was yeah. going to maybe yeah. be bullying. Like, oh, maybe because no. I know you said that she had like a crush or like they had, she had a crush in class. Like maybe he was like, you know, there's another, but um, no, it's silly sock day. Did you kind of like internally giggle a little bit? No, not at all. I was so you heartbroken were so for, for the silly yeah, socks. Did you, did you go she, put on the silly socks? No. Like, did that make? Could that have made it better to wear them around the house? No. Or I, it was all, the damage was already done. No, I gave her an iPad. <laughs> this, this is Dave and Mahoney. You know the songs, but can you name them when they sound this bad? Bad. bad. <laughs> It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Mary is joining us for a round of Cover Your Ears. How are you doing today, Mary? Doing well, thank you. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. A couple of lifelines if necessary. They're sort of all over the place today when it comes to views, but I will say that this isn't one of those days where we have a couple that are in, like, the millions of views. We have more, like, one has four views. Another okay. one has 12 views. All but right. the first one is the most popular. It's got 1,600 views. It's from the Night Owls, and... I'm just looking at the waveform of this audio, Mahoney, and it looks noisy. Okay. Let's see. 30 seconds. Good luck. Stop that right there. Do you know it, Mary? Home sweet home. Mm-hmm. And I'm foggy on the band. Um, I've got two. How about, oh gosh, 
I know I'm going to pick the wrong one. Um, Just try. Guns N' Roses? No, like what was the other one you were Mo- thinking of? Mo- Motley Crue. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Got there. We'll give it to you. Yeah, that's sure. Point. We're feeling. Yeah. We're feeling. Generous Yay, today? Generous, why not? Generous this morning. Yeah, yeah, why not? So you're on the board with one. Lifeline still intact. Very well done. Here we go on to number two. Only 35 views on this one. Stop it right there. That, again, 35 views from an artist called Sucker Punch, which, not good. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Mary. Is it is it called Goodbye to You? It's not. No? Okay. You do have then, a couple of uh, lifelines here if you want to use one. I, Audrey's shaking her head no, so Mahoney, maybe? Uh, I was hoping she knew it. <laughs> well. Uh so, all right, I'll throw out an artist. Okay, let's say Pat Benatar. That is correct, actually, yes. Wow. Well okay. done. And it was? Yeah. Oh. Okay. And, oh, goodness. Um, yeah, I can't think of it. I can't think That's of the I mean, The fact so. that you got a half point out of yeah. this is impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you didn't use a lifeline because we are useless. Yeah, what it, even was that? It, it was Promises in the Dark. So, not oh, like the biggest oh, one from Pat Benatar, yeah. but then when you hear it, you go, oh, yeah. yeah. But you still get a sure, half point, great. so that's that's uh, that's impressive. Here we go on to the third one. Lifeline still intact. This one may be a bit more difficult. Only four views on it. Back me, the world is on the street. Fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe anybody feels the way I do about you now. And all the roads we have to walk a winding. I get why it has four views. Like, you obviously <laughs> screwed up and you still uploaded it. Cringy. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, uh, who needs a reunion when you got that? I that's know. all I'm saying. Mary, do you know it? Uh, that's Oasis Wonderwall. That is correct. Full point. Well done. Okay, so you're doing great. You got two and a half points. The lifelines are still there. Here we go on to number four. This one's got 12 views from Divine Intelligence. It's going to take what? us back to the uh, early years of the grunge era. Mahoney's shaking his head like he can help if necessary, but do you know it on your own, Mary? Uh, no, actually, I feel like it was a Nirvana song, but I couldn't put my finger on it. You're close, but it's not Nirvana. It's that era. Yeah, it's sure. Same city, okay. same genre. Mahoney, 
I would got you. Wood with a U, Dave. Mm-hmm. By Allison Chase. That is correct. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a double O. Okay, so Mary, Audrey's still available for, uh, <laughs> as a lifeline if you need it, although I don't know how much help she's been so far These today. These have been tough today, man. <laughs> um, but you, all you have to do is get a half point on this last one between the two of you. So here we go. Ten views on this one from a guy that we've heard many times, uh, DJ Mike 626 mm. Here we go. Monday, you can fall apart. Unfortunately, that's 30 seconds, so we have to stop it there. Uh, Mary, over to you. For the win, do you know it? Okay. Friday, I'm in love. It's the cure. You nailed it. Awesome. Well done. Hell of a job. Yes. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Audrey, first of all, congrats on the engagement. And when you liked my comment on Instagram, I may have fanboyed out a little bit. And absolutely, Creed, bring it back all day long. It was my favorite band growing up. All right. Y'all have an amazing and blessed day. Message deleted. First off, thank you for the very positive call. Um, the whole thing with Creed coming back, it's so funny to me because, you know, they jumped the shark pretty hard. I, mean, I just think about Scott Stapp flying around at the Dallas Cowboys game like he was an angel on wires and how stupid that was. Mm-hmm. But I also loved Creed back in the day. But this past weekend, I was talking with some friends that are kind of jazzed about the idea of this like 25-year reunion with Creed going back out on the road. And I think part of it is that America loves an underdog story. And Scott Stapp came back from like bath salts, jumping on the hood of cars, going crazy to now being clean and looks wanting good. to get back together he with the band. Handsome. and Yeah, right. And I've heard some of his singing, you know, recently, and he sounds pretty good, he too. still got it? You know, there's some... I mean, there's, there's some bands that are there touring life. that probably shouldn't Scott's be touring. Scott, you in here? And Scott's dad still got it, in my opinion. Could you please but, just try to get his name right once? That's fine, man. It's not fine. That's you fine. keep calling him Scott Staff. Yeah, like the infection. No, it's it has P's. I mean, I guess uh-huh. the infection also has a P. Exactly. Yeah, but that has an H on it. That's, uh-huh. different. That's just how phonics work, man. You are an infection. Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, if you guys had a pet parrot, what would you teach it to say? I can't say because you'd beep it out. Message deleted. Words of affirmation. <laughs> you look beautiful today. You're pretty. <laughs> I wouldn't teach my parrot to You're talk. You're great. I, you know, no. What a Hell. mute bird. Yep. I would just maybe like if like maybe play some records and get him to learn how to like whistle, you know, or well, sing. Then your something. bird's gonna end up like if you're having him listen to to like rap lyrics because that's what you listen to. Your bird gonna get canceled. It's gonna start saying all kinds of words you can't. Yeah, no, you can't have <laughs> yeah. it say. <laughs> when it comes to you guys talking about hiding things up your butt to uh, smuggle in and out of jail or whatever. 
have you ever heard it called anything? Someone just made this joke, and I thought it was rather funny. They call it the prison pocket. Message deleted. Mahoney has called it that for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, that's the, it's the prison pocket or the prison purse, depending on how brave you are. Gross. Or, or oh, like I said, <laughs> speaking of things that need to make a comeback, uh, the fanny pack. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Audrey, we may have found it. This this might be the irreconcilable difference of our relationship. Oh, what anti-woman thing are you about to say? Uh, it's not anti-woman. <laughs> it's anti-you. So, <laughs> don't you try to make this about all women. Why do you hate women so much? Yeah, Steph? what's up with that? And our troops. So I'll tell you why I hate Audrey. Uh, it's because she just <laughs> said that flats are better than drums. And that is just incorrect. Well, whenever it comes to wings... We have very different views on how a wing should be eaten because also you like yours super saucy and soggy and like delivered 30 minutes late. So they're kind of like lukewarm and cold. I don't like any of that house. stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, give me give me the soggy wings and make sure you delay them. Deliver them last, yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, like that's yeah. just like you your MO. About? Like you're really enjoying them and they're kind of sog. You've never even eaten wings with me. You don't even know. I listen to how you order your wings all the time. Oh, do you? You talk about it pretty frequently. Well, that's because if you give me an option of all drumsticks, I'm going to select that option. Soggy drumsticks, drumsticks are your favorite. They're not soggy. They're delicious. They're crisp. Maybe even a little bit well After done. they've been delivered, they're, so- they're still holding their crispy integrity, okay. huh? You're, you're After they've not been doused in, uh, making any sort sauce? of compelling argument as to why... The flats are better. There's an extra bone in there. You got to like... I haven't even gotten to that part yet. I was just trying to set the precedent of what type of wing eater you are to dismantle your theory on why wings are... So I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but you have to kind of tongue punch the meat out (laughs) of a flat. (laughs) And so are you you anti-tongue punching as well? I knew you were anti-woman. I knew it. I knew it from the start. I knew it. I called it. Or you know what? I said that this was an irreconcilable difference. Maybe this is something that... That would make us compatible if we did eat wings together because you're like the my, DJ Khaled of wing eating. <laughs> he is wing. Uh, he's a wing. Uh, oh man, I was trying to get it. I trying to a wing semite. How's it go? No, I was going anti wing mite. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to combine wing and misogyny. But it just wingsajimi. That's <laughs> wingsajimi. I do love some wingsajimi on my sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good, honestly. I'm with Dave, though. I'm all drumsticks. Yes. Um, I, Audrey had a pretty good point off the air about the cartilage at the top and the bottom of the drum that's not quite edible, uh, but the convenience factor of it all. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I can see the convenience of it, but I mean, whenever you're coming, whenever, <laughs> yeah. whenever it comes to. Eating the wing correctly, whenever you said that you have to tongue punch the wi- the wing, mm. you break it, man. Like I mean, you and also oh, there's a those- you can also t- take the bottom of the of the flat and literally just pull yep. it all off. I'm always impressed when I see somebody do that. It's so impressive. I can't do it. That's why I don't like those types of wings, and I like drums more because oh, I can't do it. You don't it. like feeling inferior. That's to right. I see. You I guys see. might hate me too. I uh, I always got to have my wings naked. I like them dry. Why not? And, and then, then, you, then, and then I control you dip. the sauce dip, yeah. Because uh-huh. we're type A. Yeah. You want to be able to control every single bite. Dude. I love nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the Dave and Mahoney show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs>